Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the bigger picture. Well, looking at headlines, lots going on in the US. You've got the banking turmoil playing out. You've got also the US debt ceiling situation still yet to be resolved. And all this in the backdrop is lingering fears about a recession. And we've already seen some headlines around layoffs in the tech sector. How is this affecting REITs with exposure in the US. Let's check in with David Snyder. He is the CEO and CIO for Capital Pacific Oak US REIT. Good morning, David. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ryan. I'm doing great. How about yourself? Uh, doing awesome as well, David. Let's uh, talk to you about what's playing out for Capital Pacific Oak US REIT. And I think let's start with an overview first, right? Looking at our dashboard, how would you describe the state of the U.S. economy right now? Just overnight, we saw some softer than expected U.S. retail sales figures. How much are things slowing down? Are there signs of a recession for you? It's hard to predict whether there's going to be a recession, Ryan. But, I, you know, we definitely are seeing some things that are softening. We're seeing some other things that are actually quite good right now. Uh, you mentioned a moment ago some of the tech layoffs that have happened in the U.S. And when you look at those, really, they have not been very significant for most companies. When you think about Amazon and Microsoft, those layoffs were a fraction of just their 2022 hiring. So not incredibly significant. But when we're seeing that uh, maybe a slowdown in hiring or some hiring freezes, it has enabled some positive things, which is the companies are bringing people back to the office. Amazon brought everybody back starting May 1st. And so three days a week, Amazon expects to have everyone in the office. I've been talking to our teams up in Bellevue, Washington, uh, where Amazon has a lot of space, and it's, it's made a big change in downtown Bellevue already. And we hope to see that happening throughout the U.S. So while there are some negatives, we're seeing some very strong positives as well. Yeah, there was a lot of expectations that the new normal would involve some work-from-home arrangements and offices cutting back on space that they might need. So that hasn't really played out to that extent of fear, I guess. It's definitely played out a little bit. But if you think about office space needs, when you look at you know how much space you really need for your employee base, if everyone is back in the office three days a week, they have got to overlap at least one. Generally speaking, most people are going to be in the office. We expect they're already in the office generally three days a week. Our portfolio has a physical occupancy of 64%. That's substantially above the U.S. average, which is running right around 49 to 50%. 50% is about two and a half days a week. We're a little bit over three in our portfolio. We expect with Amazon bringing people back and a lot of companies that we expect to follow suit, we'll get above even our 64. But I think the new normal is more of three to four days a week. Mm. And most people in the U.S. be... Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and probably a Monday or Friday. So it's hard to cut back too much space. There are certain businesses like law firms that constantly cut their space back. Every time their leases come due, they find new ways to shrink their space. But growing businesses, strong businesses, it will be interesting to see what they do. Uh, This isn't indicative of the future, but in the last two quarters, Core has seen more expansions within our portfolio than contractions. As companies are trying to figure out, what do I do? What do I offer? How do I find the best space to convince people they want to be back in the office where we need them to be so we can be efficient and effective and grow. Yeah, that's interesting that you pointed out there is um, that pattern playing out. And I'm a bit curious, right, with rising interest rates, higher costs, how is that affecting the business appetite when it comes to your tenants? Are you seeing them bargain for you know, lower rents, for example? So, so far, you know, the rising cost and inflation actually make it maybe a little bit easier for us to maintain rates than otherwise. Everybody knows all the costs are up, so they know ours are up as mm. well. 
now. Uh, if you look at headlines in the U.S., you'll see that gateway cities, not places we invest, but the gateway cities, New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, have had tremendous rate cuts, tremendous increases in their tenant allowances and tenant incentives that they give. We haven't had to see that in our markets. We're in the types of markets people have been moving to for years with the Great American Move. So those are super sunbelt cities, 18-hour cities, supernovas, places in Texas, um, Bellevue and Redmond in Washington, Denver, Colorado, Nashville, Tennessee, these sorts of markets. So we haven't seen you know, a huge impact on rental rates. They certainly flattened. We used to have strong growth. They're flat. Um, but we've been able to maintain rent most places and not give uh, big increases in those tenant allowances. So it's not where we'd like it to be. We hope to see things improving as we get towards the latter part of this year, now that we hope the Fed has finished increasing rates. Uh, but we haven't had a big impact, and we've still got our tenants at over 99% paying their rent on time. Yeah, David, I think that's a very important point. It's not entirely homogeneous um, across the U.S. when it comes to the office markets. And you've got your portfolio in Washington, in Texas, like Austin. You've got the portfolio in Colorado as well, and Tennessee. So that is away from the gateway cities. And you point out there is that sort of migration that's been playing out. And I think that's probably going to pick up as we see some of these um, trends continue to play out. We certainly expect so. Our our company, Core Keppel Pacific Oak U.S. REIT, um, was really you know built upon a belief that the Great American Move was happening and has been happening mm. for well over a decade. As people move out of gateways because they want to find places with lower taxes, lower costs of living, better quality of life. Businesses want those things for their employees. They also want lower regulation. Uh, they just want to find good places to do business. Their people want places where they can be happy and live fulfilled lives. And that's been going on for a long time. Our markets are where people have been moving. Uh, and the companies have, in general, followed. California's lost five Fortune 500 companies since 2018. All five moved to Texas, to Austin, Houston, and Dallas, the markets that we're in. Um, you've seen the same movement out of places like Chicago into places like Texas and Florida. You've seen movement out of New York City into places like Florida especially, but also some of our other target markets. That has not slowed down. It, it, it increased the pace during the pandemic. Uh, while there may be some pauses now as companies are contemplating what do we do in this economic environment, where they want to go hasn't changed. Their timing may slow down a little bit. All right, David, just to wrap things up quickly, what can investors expect from Capital Pacific OUS REIT in terms of strategic enhancements or maybe plans to diversify your tenant mix even more? So we love our tenant mix. We've got a lot of TAMI or, you know, generally that means tech uh, with a few other things thrown in and medical and healthcare tenants combined, they make about 49% of our portfolio. We want to continue that focus. We want to continue the markets that we're in. But one of the things that we've continued to do throughout the pandemic and even today is business as usual. Now that sounds silly. You expect me to say I've changed our business dramatically, but our business has always been about making our buildings have what are excellent uh, to the best in submarket amenities within our buildings. And as our tenants are trying to bring their employees back to the office, we've been talking to them more, trying to find out what are some of the things we can do to help you do that? How do we improve mm -hmm. our amenities? So we've been redoing cafes, bringing in new operators for things like our cafes. We've put in new tenant lounges or upgraded them dramatically. We've upgraded our fitness centers. Uh, we're in the process of upgrading conference rooms and another tenant lounge or two in the buildings as we speak. And we build things called spec suites, fully finished, fully fitted out space that is move-in ready. So tenants that need space quickly can come in and take it. And others can see, hey, look, these guys build great space. We want something different, bigger, whatever. 
but they see what we do and they come in and they say, hey, you know what? That's too small for me. I want instead of your 2,500,000, 2,500 square foot spec suite, I like, you know, 7,000, build it just like that for me. So these are the things we're doing. That's our normal business, but we're trying to collaborate even more with tenants as they try to bring bring people back to the office so we can help them achieve their goals, which really achieves ours as well. Build the buildings. Exciting plans for Capital Pacific US REIT. We've been chatting with his CEO and CIO, David Snyder. Thank you for your time today, David. Ryan, thanks so much. Have yourself a great day. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to the full interview, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O, available on Google Play or the App Store.